Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. God. All right, folks. Welcome back. This is um, show five of a five-show marathon that we started this morning. I took a break in between. Took my uh, power sleep. I'm back. Brother Peter, I've decided to start a new schedule. And we are doing morning shows now in America from about 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. And then we're coming back in the evening. And Brother this is the first uh, evening show I've done in maybe five or six months. It's been a long time. Uh, you know, we were doing the evening shows for years, but I decided to try something new. And um, then I realized, uh, well, we'll hit it at both sides because there's some people that can't do shows in the AM in America but can do an evening. So uh, you got the honor of being the first 8 p.m. How you doing today, my friend? Yeah, awesome, Jeremy. I'm really looking forward to coming back on. And, uh, yeah, about that... Um, I used to do the um, Sunday morning here, which was uh, Saturday evening in in America, the states, and uh, yeah, that was really popular. That was on Zoom, obviously, it wasn't yeah, and, and that yes. was really popular. So, um, if I do an evening show here, it sort of attracts more the European, you know, audience. So, but um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm uh, retiring from work. Uh, my my business uh, at the end of this year so next year I'll have a lot more time to uh, jump on you know in the morning so which is great for the American audience in the evenings yeah fantastic so looking looking forward to it Shannon amen folks we are we're happy to be here with uh, Peter Johnson it's been a very long time Uh, my fault I dropped the ball but we have reconnected so believe me I'm not going to let Peter go this time and, uh, oh, I've been busy. I've been better busy, Shannon. You know, just uh, had so much on, especially with work, and uh, just trying to get um, 
the house and everything all um, renovated. Um, yeah, I just haven't had much time on my hands and consequently uh, there's been, you know, with, with the deliverance ministry at my end, there's uh, Reggie, which sort of took over my um, role with the American audience particularly. So, yeah, I'll be able to, at the uh, beginning of next year, jump on and give him a hand and uh, get, get certainly get a lot more involved with the online stuff for sure. Fantastic. But, uh, yeah, it's been a long time, shall we? We, um, we? I came on your show right at the very beginning, basically, wasn't it? That's so, right. A uh, lot, lot of great memories there, mate. <laughs> yes, sir. You and Peter Whiffen have been with me since the very beginning back in um, 2010. Man, worst time we've yeah. in 13 years, Peter. Good grief. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was funny, eh? I, re- I first remember the... Uh, the first time I, I landed on your show, it, it was it was quite by accident because uh, I just got so sick and tired of churches around here um, denying deliverance. So I was doing all the deliverance outside the church, you know, and, um, yeah, I sort of jumped online. And I thought, it's got to be someone out there doing deliverance, you know, that I can team up with. And then I came across your uh, your show and I jumped on and, I was by mistake. It was there was a thing uh, where you could um, jump in the queue to come on 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 the call with you, and I, I by mistake pressed the one button, not realizing that I was actually in the queue to come on the show. So yeah, I don't know if you remember that, but it was very funny because next you you sort of announce, oh, and yes, and who have we got here? We've got oh, Peter Johnson from Australia, Gold Coast. And I'm going, hang on a minute, that's me. <laughs> how, do I get, how do I get on here? <laughs> and uh, so I remember you had um, you had David Fleming. I don't you know if you remember him. He was that Irish Irish oh, yeah. guy. And uh, remember him? And I I prayed for him. And yeah, he he just manifested off his tree. It was quite funny. And uh, yeah, so then from there on, we. Uh, we hitched up and, uh, yeah, we were doing a lot of the deliverance behind the scenes. You know, I was um, teamed up with uh, Kurt. You remember Kurt? Oh, yes. And uh, Kurt, uh, was it Grimsley or? Uh, right. Yeah, and then there was uh, Bill Harbertson and and also um, 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 Charles Costello, you know, which was oh, great. Yes. So. Yeah, and it, those were early days with the Skype. The Skype in those days, I remember, only could only hold maximum twelve people. You remember that? <laughs> so people people were constantly dropping out. You know, the technology wasn't wasn't there. You know, man. So uh, it's come a long way. Good yes, it's been a long time eh, since there. But I I started just so callers know the people audience know. I mean, I I um, got into deliverance. Uh, not by choice, it was purely uh, when I first got saved which was a baptism of fire the Lord um, brought me into deliverance uh, straight away at home, you know it was when I went home that night yeah, my wife at that stage manifested right in front of me and uh, it was like the exorcism you know, it was like the exorcist the movie and uh, God put a show on for me so that you know, I could never um, you know, deny that, uh, you know, deliverance was real. So, yeah. So it all started way back then. It was 30, 
I don't know, it was uh, 30, 36 years ago, I think, around about that time, yeah. Amazing. So I've never never held back, mate. I've always been in five. <laughs> <laughs> now, Peter, yeah, what, part of so Aus- what part of Australia are you based in now? Uh, still on the Gold Coast, yep. Still, this, is, right. uh, this is one of the um, best places in Australia to live, uh, um, beautiful one day, perfect the next is the slogan for this 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 area. So, yeah, that is fantastic. <laughs> Why would you want to go anywhere else, mate? But I'd love to come and see you guys at uh, in Bali sometime, eh? Hey, man, um, you're do welcome. A, do a trip up there and visit you. I'd love to, yeah, get up there and see that part of the world. You're welcome. Um, uh, I, sorry, sorry, was that? I had no idea I'd be over on this side of the globe. I hadn't didn't even know where Bali was, and it all came together and uh man we've been here seven years it's hard for me to fathom that long but time moves forward and we keep working for jesus so yeah yeah that's right yeah no it's uh praise the lord it's, yeah i'd love to um actually i'd love to get up to the solomons and do some um deliverance ministry up there oh hit, the solomon islands hit, um i think that's where solomon islands yeah hit, what do you reckon about that idea Hey, that's a, that's actually a great idea. I've never heard anybody go in there to do deliverance. I think they have some <laughs> hobbit creatures they found over there. That'd be an interesting place. Headhunters too at one time, I think. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of um, cannibalism up there, so not not many not many of the um, prosperity crew um, get called up there, do they, Mark? <laughs> Absolutely, you got to be brave to do that, folks. Welcome <laughs> aboard. This is not a recording. This is live. This is our first uh, 8 p.m. show we've done in months, and um, I'm excited to be here with Minister Peter Johnson from the Gold Coast. Peter, do you want to open up in prayer, and then the microphone is yours? Sure. Okay. Father, we just thank you right now, Lord, for your amazing grace, Lord, that you've uh, never left us nor forsaken us, and, um, Lord, you're a very patient, uh, understanding God. And Lord, I just um, give you all the praise and glory for for your patience, Lord, with all of us, Lord, because, Lord, as we know, salvation is a process. And, Lord, we're all learning more and more every day. Lord, we're coming to a greater understanding of the knowledge of the truth. And uh, it is exciting, Lord. And we, we just um, thank you, Lord, for the show tonight, Lord, what, what you're going to bring, Lord. Uh, Lord, I, I, I wouldn't want to be here unless it was all you, Lord. So I just um, thank you, Lord, that I can decrease that you may increase, Lord. So we just um, right now take authority over the enemy. Satan, I bind you right now in Jesus' name. I break the power of um, the, the uh, witchcraft, any witchcraft, Lord, that would be sent against us right now in Jesus' name. Any transfer of forbid any transfer of spirits. I bind the power of the Prince of the Air, bind and cut off all astral projection as well in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. I thank you for mighty angels, Lord, to um, surround us, Lord, with a wall of fire. Thank you, Jesus. I ask you, Lord, to equip me and give me, Lord, understanding and revelation of the truth, Lord, and in a greater measure, Lord that um, you would edify those out there, the hearers, Lord, that they be trained and equipped for the work of ministry, Lord. We thank you, Father God. We acknowledge you as the head. We are the body. 
We thank you, Lord, that we are all members of your body, Lord, each and every one of us having um, uh, a unique part of your your ministry, Lord, because it is your ministry, Lord. I take no glory for it in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for, uh, for, for today or tonight, wherever we are, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Welcome, Peter, and take your time. The mic is yours. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Shannon. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I was uh, um, praying about what to bring tonight. I've got a lot of um, material, a lot of teaching I've done over the years. And, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's um, one particular subject which I thought I'd bring tonight because of um, a lot of misunderstanding I constantly see in the body of Christ. But it's slowly, it is getting better. There is a lot of um, more awareness now of um, the truth. It's, it's not. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's. It's just incredible to me that. Um, well, it, I understand why. I mean, obviously, the devil doesn't want people to know the truth. Um, so, um, there's been a lot of media attention uh, on deliverance, and especially with the internet. So, with the internet, people are becoming more aware. Um, seeing it with their own eyes. Back when I started doing deliverance, the only way you really knew about it was uh, by attending a, a specific meeting or um, uh, finding a very select few books in the Christian bookshops, which were, you know, uh, few and far between. And um, uh, people, yeah, just for, as we know, um, were very ignorant of uh, the gospel, the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, so, um, you know, I asked the enemy once, um, you know, why the church, the Acts church was so powerful, you know, uh, back then. And today it seems to not quite measure up to what we read of about in, in Acts and uh, what Jesus was doing. And um, the demon quite boastfully uh, blurted out to me that we've had 2,000 years to work on the church, you know, and uh, that's what's been happening, you know, over 2,000 years. Um, the enemy's assignment is to um, kill, steal and destroy and, and leaven. It's actually leavening the church, you know. If you don't know what that word leaven is, it's it's basically to um, bring uh, dis- deception and... Um, misinformation, basically, and to corrupt. You know, Jesus is the unleavened word of God and uh, Satan brings the the leavened word, you know, and that's what basically what false religion will um, bring. You know, Jesus Jesus um, was probably more angry with the Pharisees than anyone and uh, in that time in Israel because when Jesus came as the, as the son, you know, he was the son of God and the son of man, he came... Um, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, which was apostate at that time. You know, they'd fallen prey to um, a, a leavened church, you know, uh, which was, um, you know, full of the traditions of men. Um, and as we know that the the, the, um, the word of God is, is um, made of no effect by the traditions of men, and that's something we've got to be very careful about is that we... Um, you know, as good Bereans, we search the scriptures and make sure that we're we're in the truth. You know, 
obviously being led by the Holy Spirit. But there again, from my experiences, you know, unfortunately, most a lot of Christians believe every spirit without testing the spirits. So, you know, testing the spirits is, is vital, but, you know, that that's a gift. And um, that comes through having correct foundation. You have to have correct foundation in, in the Word of God and the Lord. And um, from my experience, uh, you know, uh, these signs follow those that believe and, and the signs are very important. Some people, you know, discredit the signs. Well, you know, Jesus, as we know, um, when um, um, John the Baptist was in jail, doubted, you know, questioning whether Jesus was the Messiah, um, he sent his disciples to Jesus and Jesus sent them back you know, telling John the Baptist to tell John the Baptist that the blind see. You know, the the, the lepers are healed, the blind see, and um, you know, basically the demons demons are being cast out. So, you know, these are this is evidence of the kingdom. The kingdom has come. Um, you know, Jesus came into this world not he said not to bring peace but a sword and to destroy the works of the devil. You know, so um, that's what we have to understand that. Do we have the right gospel? You know, do we have a gospel of the traditions of men or do we have a gospel of religion, you know, um, as well, you know? Um, um, so that the, when I first got saved, you know, I got the Lord called me, obviously, because, uh, I just saw the power of God straight away. I saw deliverance on a huge scale. Um, you know, I, when I asked the Lord, if I said to the Lord when I first got saved, if if God ever showed me a demon manifest, I'd believe in them with all my heart. Well, that night He showed me, you know, and uh, it was uh, a manifestation that was so powerful it was like the movie The Exorcist, and uh, it was at home, and uh, it was with my wife at that stage, uh, who wasn't saved, and. Um, um, there was no doubt, you know, you just couldn't doubt it. It, it, it was so shocking. And, uh, man, that, it was like the, the scales were removed from my eyes and I just started looking straight after that. I, I looked through the eyes, looked through my eyes, you know, totally different. It's like the scales had, scales had fallen from my eyes, you know, and I was able to see. And I think that's very important. That, and that's what the enemy does. The enemies put scales on your eyes, you know, so you can't see. And that is the job of particularly religious spirits, seducing, they're called seducing spirits. And um, their job is, you know, if they can't kill you, they're just going to deceive you every way they can and really stop you from um, attaining your full full high calling in God, you know, and blocking the gifts, blocking everything that is of God. And, um, yeah, it, it is a it is a battle. It's a war we're in. Um, we need to understand that, yeah, the, the, the carnal mind is an enemy of God and um, we have to walk in the spirit, to, re- to learn to walk in the spirit. And, um, you know, and, and something which I've sort of come to realise too is the the – the, the depth of the deception of soulish Christians and spiritual Christians. You know, you can become a soulish Christian, um, which is um, not the Zoe type. Um, how the Zoe is is the spiritual, and the uh, there's a word physique, physique, 
which is more your soulish psyche. It's the word psyche, sorry. And then there's bios, which is more biological, which is the flesh. So there's like three parts there, which I'll, I'll go over that later in this teaching I've got here. Deliverance is the children's bread, which uh, I put together, praise the Lord, um, which uh, it's quite in-depth and I don't know, I don't think I'm going to go through the whole thing tonight because it's just too too, um, too much to absorb, uh, but it really does um, flatten anyone that doesn't want to believe Christians can have a demon because the fact is it's biblical that Christians do have demons, uh, you know, we can have anything we want. Um, so, yeah, don't get deceived. Unfortunately, you know, all this has come from the movement today, as we know, are called the cessationists, and then you've got the continuists, um, you know, the people that believe that the gifts are for today, and the cessationists um They've been deceived by a um, spirit of unbelief, and it's also a spirit of uh, antichrist. Uh, it's very dangerous, you know. Um, you know, one thing the the Lord really hates is a evil heart of unbelief, and and you know we can see that in um, Hebrews four, where um, you know God's people, in you know when they come through the world, when the when they were brought out of Egypt into the wilderness, they um, they were never allowed to enter into God's rest, you know, um, because of a, um, a, a evil heart of unbelief. And uh, you know that's what I, I um, you know, I um, you know the Bible says they they having a form of godliness but deny the power of such turn away. And yeah, it, it does grieve me, you know, these people that have these. Um, um, these doctrines um, and beliefs because they are doctrines of demons and they're set up by the enemy. So, um, yeah, I would, um, I, I, yeah, I, I would pray for these people. I mean, um, I've, I've demonstrated deliverance to them and uh, they still, they can't see. Uh, it's incredible. And uh, sometimes, you know, the other day I was thinking about that scripture where it says they, they, they went out from us, but they were never of us, you know. And, um, you know, I see so many Christians, uh, uh, which grieves me, you know, dividing and and um, causing a division. And, you know, it's just the flesh. You know, you know it's the flesh unless, of course, you know, Christians are involved in heresy. I mean, there's just no other excuse for it. So, you know, if somebody's ever, or, you know, from my experience, most Christians, we're all on different levels, you know, and, um, you know, as elders, um, we're here to um, train and equip the body for the work of ministry, you know, and uh, and and be servants. You know, that's, uh, you know, anybody that's uh, been given that leadership, you know, leadership in the body of Christ is... Um, um, as an overseer, the Bible refers to them as, um, you know, bishops, overseers, and um, like the fivefold ministry. I'm very much, I'm very strong in the fivefold ministry. Um, these these people are called, all right, to, as servants. You know, because Jesus said um, he didn't, uh, he 
he said he was rebuking the, the rebuking the disciples for um, for them, you know, basically lording it over each other. And um, Jesus said to them, you know, you've heard it, heard as the pagans have said um, how they lord it over each other. Not so with you, as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. So our our um, you know, if you're in in a position of leadership, it's it's very important to understand that um, <laughs> uh, our position is to serve, and that's that that is Christ. Christ came as a servant, and um, yeah, he emptied himself of his um, you know his his, his um, position there. He was still the son of God, but he was also the son of man. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of false doctrine around about that, but I won't go into that about Jesus just being the son of man. He was definitely still son of God. And, um, you know, one thing I've learned is the enemy is always trying to uh, undermine Jesus's divinity. So um, sort of like an, it's very important for us to have a foundation, you know. So the elder's job is to train and equip, and this is where Christians get out out of sync with the Lord is because they're, they're the leadership, you know, it's what the Lord showed me one day, um, particularly with the false revivals and false Holy Spirit, you know, with the Kundalini and all that. Um, the Lord showed me that um, these spirits were coming in because of the leadership, you know, and, and uh, that's what we've got to be very careful about is we've got to examine ourselves to see and make sure that we are of the faith, you know, um, and, Obviously, um, the fruit of the spirit, you know, because that—that's the evidence of the Holy Spirit is the fruit of the spirit. So, um, so yeah, with the whole um, um, cessationist doctrine, eh? Oh, it's it's very sad. Um, um, people, they they really they really are lost. Uh, in but you know, I'm not saying they're not saved because I I do believe. Um, these people, you know, but there again, you know, it was like the Jews, you know, having a, a zeal for God, you know, but not according to knowledge, you know, and uh, uh, the, the gospel, the gospel is a stumbling block, you know, it was a stumbling block to the Jews because, um, because of the cross. Um, but, you know, we've got to understand the work of the cross and uh, also we've got to understand um how we are three parts, you know, body, soul, and spirit. And this is where um, where we understand the, the new covenant, um, which is the, the law of Christ, because there's so much confusion with the old covenant and the new covenant. Um, we've got to really understand found, our foundation has to really be in Jesus Christ crucified. And, <laughs> And and it is the simplicity of the gospel. The gospel is very simple, and unfortunately, religion has, has uh, made it very complicated and complex, um, and a struggle really. When really, um, the, the, and I'm not saying we we don't suffer because we do. We do suffer. Um, one thing that I've learned with with the true gospel of Jesus Christ, there will be suffering. You know, and that. That's something I was preaching about the other day about was, um, you know, how, you know, Christians love to um, 
um, relate how we're kings, uh, we're ambassadors, we're, we're, but we're also a royal priesthood. And a royal priesthood is presenting um, ourselves as living sacrifices. And that's where the message of the cross comes in, you know, taking up our cross and following him, denying ourselves, you know, <laughs> And that, and that, with us, that's impossible, you know, because the flesh, you know, with the flesh, it's impossible. But with, with, with the, with the Holy Spirit and with God, all things are possible through the work of the, the work of the cross. And the work of the cross is, um, all about, you know, us dying to self. And, um, this is where, um, unfortunately, a lot of Christians can, with, which don't understand this and they get into the law and they get into religion. They get into programs and they don't understand, right, what it is to be led by the Spirit uh, because they don't basically know the Spirit because if you, you're under false teachers, you know, how is the Holy Spirit going to um, confirm his word when there's um, an evil heart of unbelief there with a large section of the gospel, um, you know, and, and I'm certainly not saying that um, uh, Christians who are cessationists are going to hell. I'm not saying that at all. That's God's job. We, I don't, we don't judge as to whether people are going to hell or not. We can certainly warn them <laughs> that, uh, you know, that can be um, their end if they don't repent or, or they don't come to the knowledge of the truth then, yeah. Um, but God's very gracious with all of us, I've found, and very understanding and um, very patient. And that's how we should be ourselves. We need to be patient with people, you know, exercise um, self-control because the fruit of the spirit. So, um, yeah, so it's been very frustrating for me to see the um, disbelief, unbelief towards deliverance over my my time in ministry. Um, but... Um, so what, what I've done is I've, I did a teaching called Deliverance is the Children's Bread. And um, just to answer questions as to um, so many people, uh, so much confusion as to how a Christian can have a demon. Um, and I think one thing I, I really understand is that people – they don't understand the um, human body with the made up of the the the, the spirit, the soul, and and the, the flesh, and and it it really is a um, a, um, a type and shadow of the tabernacle, you know, the Old Testament tabernacle and the, and the temple, uh, the outer court being the flesh, the holy place being the soul, and the holy of holies being the spirit, and um, you know. Um, the demons can be in um, the outer court, and their their job, their job is to try to take in the in the in the flesh. Their, the demon's job uh, is to actually take control of your soul, because once they get hold of your mind, so the battle is over the area of the mind. That's why the the Bible says the spirit wars against the flesh, and the flesh against the spirit. So once they get control over your mind, your will, they then get control over your will and your emotions. And uh, But the Holy Spirit has uh, another plan, obviously, 
and his plan is to get us to come to the cross, deny our flesh, deny ourselves, and um, let him, all right, guide and lead us in all truth so that he can actually, we can actually take on the mind of Christ because the carnal mind is, a, is an enemy of God. And that's something we've got to understand is that we were born with that Adamic sinful nature and our minds have been corrupted and they need to be transformed and renewed through the washing of the word. So um, um, it's, a, it's a battle. And uh, one thing I do, did notice a while ago, there was a false, there was a teacher that was teaching, and, and it's quite prevalent in um, a lot of um, churchianity today, and it's very convincing, but they, with Romans 7, um, they don't believe that Paul was preaching about, um, he said, oh, wretched man that I am, who will de- deliver me, who will deliver me from this body of death? Um, you know, because before that he's, he's, he's talking about the very, then the very, what I w- will to do, I agree with the law that is good, but now it is no longer I who sin, but sin dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present in with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. For the good that I will to do I do not do, but the evil that I will not to do that I practice. You see, now a lot of these teachers, and I won't name all their names, but you can work it out for yourself, they don't believe that Paul there was talking to Christians. They believe that Paul was talk is talking about his life before he became a Christian, and that is that is that is uh, gross error. <laughs> um, because uh, the start of Romans seven it says, "Or do you not know, brethren? For I speak to those who know the law, that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives." Now. Paul in Romans is talking to born-again Roman Christians who were once Jews, all right? So they knew the law because they were having trouble. You know, obviously he wanted them to understand how they were released from the law and brought into the new covenant, you know, um, through his uh, his uh, example of um, the, the marriage, all right, between a man and a woman when the husband dies, a woman's released from um, that that covenant relationship with the husband. So being it with the law, they're released. But Paul goes on to say, you know, obviously here that uh, he's talking about his carnal. And we all have a car- the carnal man, and, and we have to uh, um, understand that our fleshly nature is, is, is evil. I mean, it, God's answer to the, our flesh is the cross, and we have to come to the cross and um, die to self. Uh, because otherwise, if we're walking in the, if we do that, we, we don't do that, we don't have that understanding and that knowledge, then our flesh is going to have dominion over it, and it's just a, um, a recipe for disaster, all right? We're, we're going to become carnal Christians, soulish Christians, you know, just walking in the soul and not walking in the spirit. Um, so... Um, so what I've done is I've done this um, teaching 
um, deliverance is the children's bread. Just to um, outline uh, scripturally um, that deliverance is very much all right. Um, it's very much um, the word of God, and it's it, it is the gospel. Okay, from demons as a as a born again believer. All right, so um, let's start with this one. Uh, Matthew 15, then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O son, O Lord, son of David. Now here, my daughter is severely demon-possessed. And that word demon-possessed means uh, grievously vexed with a devil, okay? But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, Jesus was saying, all right, that he was sent to his covenant-believing children. He came after the lost sheep because Israel was in a state of apostasy through, okay, false doctrine, okay? Um, there we, we know. So leaven, so it's, it's so what Satan had effectively done is leavened the church at that time, all right? So um, leaven is false doctrine and um, it's lies, uh, it's everything that Jesus is not. Um, okay, so leaven is falsity, hypocrisy of the Pharisees, opposite to the truth. Um, so this was what had infected the leadership. And this is a type of shadow. It's an allegory, you know, of the church today. You know, one thing that I've learned through my time um, as a Christian is how um, the things the things in the Old Testament are an allegory of the new. They're, they're a type in shadow. Um, we have to have eyes to see. So we, we get, you know, we, we through revelation, um, can see it's like a prophetic picture of what's happening now. Okay, so this is a prophetic picture, really, of what's going to happen. What's happening to the churches today, they, they've been, a lot of them have been leavened, you know. Uh, Christianity is is uh, under attack, you know, it has been for 2,000 years, as I was explained, the enemy had proudly boasted to me, you know, that they'd deceived, that they, they'd been working on the church for 2,000 years, and so they have. You can see it. Denominationalism is a work of the flesh in Galatians 5. Um, so, yeah, so um, um, it's... Uh, it's sad, you know, um, Jesus accused the Pharisees as, um, you know, as an example. They said, you take a new proselyte, which is a new believer, and you not only stop them from entering the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, but you also make them twice a son of hell. I mean, my goodness, today, to, and that, uh, that's applicable for today through... Um, through leaven, you know, the leaven is something I've, t I've taught on um, um, through different teachings um, in the past where the Lord showed me through deliverance 
that the enemy, the, the demons have um, tables, you know, and, and it's it's scriptural, it's in Corinthians, um, and um, they feed you leaven, all right, and they have cups and they have leaven, but the, the leaven particularly is the bread of wickedness, all right, so that word that they're giving you, they're giving you thoughts, which are, is leavened, you know, and that whole, that, there's a whole huge message in that, I won't go into it, you know, in Exodus, how they used to, when, before they, before, before they um, had to leave um, Egypt, they had to rid themselves of all the leaven, you know, because leaven was a type, you know, some symbolic of um, false doctrine, you know, um, antichrist, basically, because it's pleasing to the flesh. Leaven is pleasing to the flesh. And um, the unleavened word is not pleasing to the flesh. But, you know, that's why we have to crucify our flesh and come into the knowledge of him through the power of the Holy Spirit because uh, then, then we're, um, we're, uh, we're, we're able to receive the truth. You know, we're able to digest it. You know, first of all, receive the milk and then we get on to the meat, you know. And um, so, yeah, so... Jesus is the unleavened word of sincerity and truth. That's 1 Corinthians 5, verse 8. Okay. Amen. If you're just joining us, we are live with Peter Johnson from Australia. Peter, back to you. Okay, thanks, Shannon. Um, So, okay, so Matthew 15 Verse 25, we're continuing on that. So then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Okay, so the the Jews looked at at the Gentiles as unclean scavenging dogs, okay? Um, and, uh, and, And she said, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table, and then Jesus, and that's that that's a that's that's a revelation in itself, you know. Um, then Jesus answered and said to her, "O woman, great is your faith; let it be to you as you desire." And her daughter was healed. Now that word "healed" in the Strong's in the Greek is uh, it's sort of pronounced. Um, uh, I, in the Greek, I, I'll try and pro- I'll pronounce it here. I'll give you the. Uh, it's actually no, it's Iomea, but it's not pronounced like that. Iomea, something like that, but it's spelled I A O M A I. So she was Iomea healed, which is the word healed, from that very hour. Now, many Christians try to separate healing from deliverance, even denying deliverance altogether. Okay, deliverance from demons, that is. It is clearly not the case according to Scripture. Verse 28 clearly describes and uses the word healing to include her being delivered from a demon or demons, plural. Okay, so... Now, if you've got any doubts about that word, that word is also used in the New Testament, all right? 
So Matthew fifteen twenty eight. back to that. Then Jesus answered and said to her, woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed. I am made whole. That word is made whole, okay, from that very hour. Now, the strongs for that word, I am may, I am may, um, that's not the way you pronounce it. In the, in the um, Greek, it's, it's uh, you, probably if you want to go to the Blue Letter Bible, you can um, Google that word. If you Google, say, um, Google Blue Letter, go to Matthew 15, 28, you'll look up that word healed and you'll find the, it'll show you the cor- correct pronunciation of it. It's, it's uh, Strong's G, Strong's G 2390, 2390, meaning in the Greek, made whole, delivered from demons, all right, to cure, heal, to make whole, to free from errors and sins, to bring about one's salvation, okay, so the Canaanite's daughter was healed, made whole, delivered from a demon or demons. So we see it is unscriptural to separate deliverance and healing. We can conclude that separating the two is a false doctrine held by many Christians, particularly the cessationists who, um, you know, I mean, please, I mean, when you really have a look at the cessationists, they they really are cherry-picking the word of God as to what they want to believe and what they don't. They rich, literally must have to rip pages out of their Bibles. I don't know how they on earth can actually um, hold fast to that whole doctrine. It's because of the teachers, and it's what the Lord showed me. It's like the leadership are responsible, you know, and a, a teacher receives a harsher judgment, you know. Um, this, um, you know, I was talking to a Christian the other day and um, um, a friend of mine and uh, some Baptists came up and they sort of introduced themselves and we had a bit of a chat. They were friends of his and I said to him, I said, you know that they're cessationists and he went, What's that? I said, well, they don't believe in most of the gifts of the Holy Spirit today. They just believe in healing maybe, but they don't believe in a lot of the gifts. And uh, he said, well, how can you? And he, he just and he was just a new Christian. He just straight off the bat said, how can you be a Christian and not believe that? It's quite clear in the Bible. So, you know, obviously people have to be sort of deceived by um, this uh school of thought, you know, from these uh, cessationists which, um, you know, which have a doctrine of demons. Um, so the, the um, Strong's in the Greek, okay, it says, um, so the Canaanite's daughter, all right, so they're freed, so it means freed from errors and sins to bring about one's salvation. Now that word salvation, I'll get into that, I'll come into that later on in the teaching. I don't want to overwhelm people because this teaching just it's, it's pretty deep it goes into uh, all these words um, in the strongs and it's a it's it's a lot to um, digest um, so the Canaanite daughter was healed made whole delivered from a demon or demons so we can see it is unscriptural to separate deliverance and healing all right so obviously um, we need to be careful that we are not 
um, depriving ourselves of one of the main benefits of salvation. You know, salvation, the word salvation literally means that God has, when you get born again and spirit-filled, God has provided with you everything that you need to to be um, that man of God that God has prepared for you um, that you need without lacking anything. He's given you everything. Uh, it's complete, okay? But, you know, when you hold um, uh, a doctrine of demons, of un- a wicked heart of unbelief that Christians can't have demons, then what you're doing is you're depriving yourself of um, freedom because what demons do in your flesh, because that's where they dwell, they don't dwell in your spirit because your spirit is um, separated, it's holy, and demons can't touch your spirit, they can only touch they can only dwell in your flesh, which is, um, um, you know, evil. Your flesh, that God's only answer to the flesh is death, the cross. You know, it needs to be crucified. Um, and as I said before, the carnal mind, that carnal mind is an enemy of God. Hear it, an enemy of God. So we need to, our minds have to be renewed through the washing of the word. So how do we kick the, the demons out? We, we kick them out by, through the renewing of our minds by coming out of agreement with uh, the leaven which the demons have fed us and we come into the knowledge of the truth and we become purified by that ongoing process of salvation because salvation is a process. So, um, you know, but Paul said not that I've already attained, but I press on towards the mark, you know. Um, so, you know, and, and Paul wrestled with his flesh. You know, he wrestled, he, he, you know, um, he received a messenger of Satan, you know, as we know, a thorn in the flesh. And, um, you know, he pleaded with God um, to get rid of it and um, three times. And um, Jesus said, you know, my power is made perfect in weakness and my grace is sufficient for you. So, you know, we've got to learn, okay, to fully trust in the Lord and, you um, uh, let that Jesus work it out for us, you know, um, and we have to do it through fear and trembling. You know, the Bible says, you know, that the wisdom of God um, is through fear of tre- and trembling. We've got to realise that, you know, that Satan, um, God can, you know, both destroy our body and soul in hell. Um, so really we need to take this very seriously um, and understand, okay, that um, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And we need to fear God because uh, um, there's so much churchianity gospel today where Christians have made the word of God of no effect by denying the power, you know. Um, It is clear from Jesus' own words that deliverance, even before the cross, is for his covenant-believing children and also includes Gentiles without covenant if they come in faith, we see that persistence gets results. I've cast demons out of uh, uh, Christians or people that are not Christians, and I, I wouldn't recommend it um, um, because I would be very uh, – I've done it as a demonstration. Like I did it with one lay, one girl that was transgender, um, and um, I told her she's got demons, and uh, 
she was quite shocked and I said, well, you want me to demonstrate that to you? And she said, yeah, okay, well, yeah, prayed for her and um, bound the demons and commanded them to manifest and, yeah, they manifested to a face and she was shocked, you know. And she came, she she gave her heart to the Lord and, uh, yeah, I did kick out a few while she was manifesting. <laughs> she started coughing up and, you know, puking up and, yeah, she was shocked and, or he was shocked. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so that, there's an example. And, yeah, she gave, gave uh, her heart to the Lord. And, um, yeah, she's actually doing deliverance as, as we speak. So, you know, um, we have to be led by the Spirit. I would not, um, you know, we, you have to be led. You can't make a, um, uh, a rule of this. You have to be led by the Spirit, obviously, Um there's uh, um, not a lot of situations where you'd, you'd want to do that. Obviously, you want to get them, first of all, saved and um, baptised. You don't even have to get them baptised. Just get them saved. And um, I was praying for a guy the other day at um, um, a, meet, a deliverance meeting on Sunday. I was on, it was on Saturday night, last Saturday night, and, there was a guy up the front, and, yeah, he wasn't getting much. He wasn't, yeah, he was just wallowing in his misery, basically. And then the Holy Spirit showed me he needed to be baptised in the Holy Spirit. So I just, me and another guy prayed the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and bang, he got filled with the Holy Spirit. And we didn't even have to say anything, man. The next thing you know, he's just manifesting and literally puking up all over the carpet, you know, and he... And um, Linda that was with me got him to take the piercing out of his tongue and, you know, praise God, he was happy to do that, you know. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the kingdom of God is not in word but power. You know, this is the evidence of um, the power of God, you know, and this is where cessationists have, has, um, you know, Satan, <laughs> so you can almost call it Satanism, Um this word cessationism, because that's what it is, basically is Satanism, um, has de- denied people of their covenant rights. This is a, your covenant right as a born-again believer. Um, so, um, you know, an example, another example would be the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, 19, 9 to 13. After this manner, Therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And it says here, give us this day our daily bread. Our daily bread is deliverance. You see, the bread is the unleavened word of God. It's Jesus. Jesus is the bread. So, you know. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's it's just crazy, isn't it? When you know, when you when you go and um, you actually look at the Word of God as a little child because, you know, this is a problem actually. It's, you know, Jesus said, um, you know, do not forbid the children from coming to me for such is the kingdom of God. We have to be as little children. Um, and, and this is the problem with um, uh, religious pride. You see, religious pride deprives Christians from the so-called Christians particularly, let's just call them cessationists. They don't believe deliverance is for today. Um, then um, they're not coming to the word of God as little children. So what do the little children do? 
simply believe they're not they don't have um uh issues you know uh, you know they're not trying to be analytical that's why not many wise or noble people are chosen you know but god's chosen the foolish things to confound the wise and um this is uh this is the truth of the kingdom of god you know god isn't god's amazing eh? he's just chosen the everything that's opposite to the world eh? he's just He's incredible, eh? and it just makes you understand how deceived we've been in the world. You know, where we've been groomed by Satan and the world, and you know, obviously, we know that word church ecclesia is the called out ones. We have to come out. You know, even you know our our um, you know coming out of all of that garbage that we've inherited and. And, and it is a process. So any Christian that tries to deny deliverance and tells me they're perfect, um, well, you know, I'm going to be going after Leviathan with them because um, they're, uh, they're, they're obviously deceived. I had one guy at one of the meetings stand up and he was re- resisting the teaching and he said, I'm perfect, I'm perfect, you know, and, and I'm going, oh, okay, all right. Didn't need deliverance because he was perfect. And then only a few minutes later, some guy said, told him to shut up. He stood up and said, look, why don't you just shut up? And this guy that reckoned he was perfect just went into absolute just screaming at this guy, just went right in the face and was screaming out, you know, at him. That, and, you know, it was total manifesting, you know what I mean? Um, I wish, I think, yeah, I wish I'd have had a video of it. It would have been quite funny, you know, but. Uh, it's almost God, God just did a demonstration and uh, showed showed him that he 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 definitely needed deliverance from a spirit of anger, you know. Um, so it says, um, yeah, and forgive us our debts, and as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Oh my goodness! Okay. Um, uh, so that word "deliver" is Strong's G four five zero six. Which is Ryomai, uh, Ryomai, um, and that is means to draw to oneself, to rescue, to deliver the deliverer. So um, you know, Jesus is our deliverer. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. So the the power, it's it's the power of God, okay, um, to deliver. Okay, now we're going to move on here to Matthew seventeen fourteen. The, the boy is healed. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to the, your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. And that meaning of the, the meaning cured in Greek uh, in the Strongs is to serve, to do surface, to heal cure and restore to health casting out a, a of a person 
Casting a demon out of a person scripturally is referred to as heal, cure, restore to health. So we see again, it is unscriptural to separate deliverance and healing. We can conclude that trying to separate them and ignore deliverance is a doctrine of demons. And you might be going, oh, well, that's the Old Testament. Well, hang on a minute. Let's just, I'm just going to fast forward here a little bit because I know why people think. Um, you know, it's in the Old Testament, you know, by a stripe, by whose stripes you were healed. Okay, so it also appears in 1 Peter 2.24. Um, unto righteousness, unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Now that word healed again is the word IMA, which is the word we originally um, learned about at the very beginning with the deliverance is the children's bread scripture where Matthew 15 uh, verse uh, verse uh, verse uh, 28 it says uh, then Jesus answered and said to her O woman great is your faith let it be to you as you desire, and her daughter was healed, I am May. Okay, you got it? From that very hour. So don't try to say that that word is only used in the, in the Gospels before the cross or the Old Testament, please, because you've been deceived if you try to argue with the word of God. You know, what are you going to do? You're going to submit to God? How do you submit to God? What is submitting to God? Submitting to God is submitting to his word, submitting to the truth. And as I said, come out from among them, all right? Because <laughs> really that's what it is, isn't it? You've got to come, you know, what is the church? It's the ecclesia, the called out ones. Come out from among them, all right? Come out and be separate, says the Lord, you know? So um, um, praise the Lord. Um, coming into the knowledge of the truth. So, all right, so. Okie doke. Let's keep moving on. So Strong's G2390, I am make, and I'm not saying that right. You can, you can, it's in the, I mean, my goodness. Um, we just, we just call it I am may, um, because that's how it sort of sounds, um, when you read it. Uh, yeah, it means to cure, heal, make whole, to free from errors and sins and to bring about one's salvation. So as we know, that word is scripturally used to the casting out of demons, all right? And my servant, so Matthew 8, verse 8, and my servant shall be healed. Matthew eight thirteen, his servant was healed in the same hour, I am May. Matthew thirteen fifteen with their heart and should be converted, and I should, I am may them, heal them. Matthew fifteen twenty eight. a daughter was made whole that very hour, okay, um, which is I am may. Uh, Mark five twenty nine. she felt in her body that she was, I am may, of that plague, healed. Luke 4.18, to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal, I am may, the brokenhearted. So the word I is all tied in with Isaiah 61, you know, where he says, um, 
uh, he's, he's come to heal the brokenhearted. Um, Luke 5.17, the power of the Lord was present to IMA, heal them. Luke 6, 17, he came to hear, came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Now, one thing is very important. So now we understand that healing and deliverance goes together. So demons and sickness go together. All right. Um, so how can you separate demons and healing? You know, when you start to, question this stuff and actually remove the scales from your eyes and start to be like a little child and actually receive the word of God with with uh, sincerity and truth, you start to see, you know, and it's all about repentance. In fact, that would be my strongest urge. Now, if you're doubting or you know, you're ministering to people, they need to repent. I mean, they need to repent of unbelief. Um, and some of them, you, you're not going to get anywhere with them, honestly, um, you're just going to waste your time. I've had them here where um, they just, yeah, they still don't want to see. Um, um, yeah, so the Lord will, you know, the Lord doesn't want you wasting your time with uh, people like that because Satan will send them. I'm telling you, he sends them to waste your time. Luke six nineteen, there went virtue out from him and he healed them. Ooh, healed them all. Wow. In a word, Luke 7, verse 7, in a word, and my servant shall be, I am a healed. So we go down here, there's Luke 8, 47, um, and how she was healed immediately. Kingdom of God, Luke 9, 2, the kingdom of God, and to heal the sick, I am a, Luke 9, 11, the kingdom of God, and healed them that, that had need of healing. So this is, you know, when you read this, you know, um, it says Luke 9.42, the the unclean spirit and healed the child. Uh, Luke 14.4, held their peace and he took him and healed him and let him go. Don't just say with your mind, oh, he just healed them like physical illness. No, healed is, is, when he's healed, you weren't there. They were they had demons cast out of them and they were healed because demons cause, you know, when I've done deliverance um, on demons, um, I quite often get them to take their um, sickness with them, especially if there's sickness in the body. Um, I bind that sickness to them and command them to uh, lift the sickness and leave, all right? So uh, so that was just a little – so it just goes on, Luke 17, 15, Luke 22, 51, Luke 4, 47. It just keeps going. Then we get into Acts. I mean, it goes through John 4, 47, John 5, 13, John 12, 40, Acts 3, 11. And as the lame man which, which was healed, okay, and as the lame man which was Iamea held Peter and John. So there we go. We're in Acts now. All right, Ananias, uh, Ananias, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole, and that's Iamea. Arise and make thy bed. Um, okay, so there's the disciples, all right, uh, uh, talking about um, Iamea, which is deliverance as well. Uh, geez, so don't think that it's just, I know because, 
Satan will try and twist your mind and think, oh, no, it's just healing. It's not just healing. It's casting. That word is to cast demons out as well. Now, Acts 10.38, because I know how Satan works, all right? I know how people have strongholds in their minds, and they, they, it's like they've been blinded. They just can't see. It's like the word doesn't doesn't take root. It's like Satan straight away, like the parable of the sowing of the seed. Satan comes straight away in and steals the seed, you know. Um, Acts 10.38, went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Okay, oh, Iamaya, there we go again. Um, Born-again Christians, all it says, all, oh, all. Oh, no, they couldn't be born-again Christian. Oh, sorry, it says all there. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, Acts 28, verse 8, and laid his hands on him and I am a, yeah, I, I am a healed him. Okay. Acts 28, 27, with their heart and should be converted. Oh, converted. And I should, I am them. Oh, wow. So, yeah, wow. There you go. Got converted and then got healed. Praise God, eh? Delivered from demons. Hebrews 12, 13. Be turned out, be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. I am a cast out demons. Uh, five, James 5, 16. Pray one for another that ye may be. I am a Oh. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Wow, that's amazing. First uh, Peter 2.24, unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. I am a, I am a. Praise God, eh? Isn't this great? Okay, so, um, all right, so let's have a look at this word, um, sozo, healing, i.e. deliverance from demons. Oh, my goodness, so there's more. Um, Sozo equals the King James translates Strong's G4982 in the following manner. Save 92 times, make whole nine times, heal three times, be whole. Luke 8.34, when those who fed them saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what had happened, and Jesus and came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had departed. Remember the demons here? There's demons had departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. They also, who had seen it, told them by what means he had been, by by what means he had who had been demon-possessed, was healed. And that word healed there is sozo, G4982 in the Strongs. Then the whole multitude of the surrounding region of the Gadarenes asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear, and he got into the boat and returned. Hey, doesn't that sound like the cessationist churches, the church or Christians that deny Casting out demons, and that's something I've found actually. Of you know, it's almost like you just don't gel with these people. eh? it's it's funny they 
They just want to run from you. And it just reminds me of that scripture that says um, they departed from us, but they were never of us. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's sad that Christians, and, you know, I find that Christians that come against deliverance, you can guarantee it. They are backseat drivers. They never do deliverance and they don't know anything about it. They just really don't know about it. In fact, um, I've come across Christians that have seen it, but yeah, they, they, the main problem with that group, like pastors that don't want to know about it, is that they they fear the people. All right. They're more concerned about their congregations. And, you know, Jesus doesn't need a lot of people. As we know, he can he can turn the whole world upside down with twelve disciples. He doesn't need a, a a mega church, all right. He just needs a few faithful, amen. And Acts two forty seven, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Sozo, all right. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under the heaven that has been given among people by which we must be so-so saved. For God has provided the world no alternative for salvation. So this whole thing about salvation includes includes everything, all right? It's the whole deal, all right? In order for you to be properly set free, you need you, you need to know that deliverance is for covenant-believing Christians, okay, because they dwell in your flesh, all right, not in your spirit. Can't touch your spirit. Demons can't touch it. Many times I've said to the demons, "What's what's? look at the spirit, what's on it? And it, they go, look at property of Yahweh, you know, and that's what it is. You know, they can't go near you born again. It's sealed, man. They can't touch it. All they can do is try to deceive you and try to um, get you into unbelief, which is um, an evil heart of unbelief. And what does the Lord say about that? Remember Hebrews 4? They were not allowed to enter into his rest. If we really want to know the peace of God and the freedom of Christ, we have to learn to enter his rest. And that's a whole new, that's a whole teaching in itself, which... I will um, go over later on. So, um, so sozo healing, i.e., deliverance from demons, because that's what sozo is, um, to save, keep safe and sound, to rescue from danger or destruction, one from injury or peril, to save a suffering one from perishing, i.e., one suffering from disease, to make well, heal, restore. To health, remember that word heal is not just physical, it's spiritual as well. Okay, to preserve one who is in danger of destruction, to save or rescue, to save in a technical biblical sense, uh, to, del- to, 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 to save them from, um, um, it says to save in a technical biblical sense negatively. All right, so anything that's outside of the truth of the word of God, to deliver from the penalties of the messianic judgment, to save from the evils which obstruct um, the reception of messianic deliverance, all right? Um, and, yeah, just don't get confused there with coming under the law, all right? Um, we're in the 
new covenant, which is the law of Christ. Now, which that's a whole new teaching, another teaching which I can go over, understanding the new covenant, which is very important today. Now, salvation equals saviour, saviour, deliverer, preserver, okay? Salvation is the word soteria, okay, um, pronounced soteria, G4990. You see, I've gone right into all of this, Um Actually, Linda gave me a hand with it, and we just went through and just um, dismantled all these words in in the Strongs. And uh, wow, what a revelation it was! Oh, it's so good. Um, really getting a deep understanding of the word, and this is what teachers and elders in the church need to do. All right, instead of just um, surrendering to uh, a spirit of Saul, which is to fear the people. Okay. Um, and um, take on the wrong armour, all right, which is not the armour of God. Um, it says uh, the King James translates strong G4990 in the following manner. Saviour, 24 times, biblical usage, saviour, deliverer, preserver. Oh, deliverer, I wonder what that could mean. Oh, deliverance from demons, obviously. Um no, having a right mind is the fruit of the Spirit. It's a gift of God through salvation in Christ. Uh, no Bible study, just the delivering power of God. Okay, no demons equals right mind, mind of Christ, peace of God. Now are you seeing why Satan hates deliverance? In fact, you know, no, don't get me started with that one. I mean, look. The reason your church is not doing deliverance, I'll just tell you straight now, is because they've got seducing spirits, okay, and particularly you'll find always just 99% Jezebel is in the leadership, okay, all right, and uh, Ahab as well, all right, those two, because Jezebel's job is to shut down the prophetic, all right. That spirit's job is to kill the anointing and destroy, Destroy God's anointed, as we see with Elijah. You know, Elijah ran from Jezebel, you know. Um, but, you know, he did manage to take out all the prophets of Baal and Asherah, amen. But it was um, Jehu that came along and finally dealt with Jezebel. You know, and that's where, you know, Jesus is, uh, he, he's our authority man and he he's not scared of um, Jezebel. But, you know, Jezebel is, is, is formidable uh, if we're... Um, you know, if we're in the soulish, you know, that soulish realm of Christianity and not in the, in the Zoe, we're in the, we're not, you know, we're in the, we're not in the uh, psyche uh, realm, which is the mind, will and emotions. We're in the Zoe, which is the spiritual, the authority, where the authority comes in. Okay. Um, and that's a problem with a lot of Christians are soulish. All right. They're operating in that power and not in the power of the Holy Spirit uh, because that all is to do with knowledge and understanding. That's why a lot of churches are all led by programs, you know, not by the um, by the Spirit of God. <laughs> I hate programs. I just, oh, boy, when I see programs, I just go, oh, my goodness. Um, but, you know, uh, <laughs> 
uh, yeah, we, it's sort of like this, the, the, the body of Christ. You look at Jesus, he's the head and you've got the body. Well, if you've got programs, what you're effectively doing is taking Jesus' head and putting it under the left arm, all right? Because Jesus is the head of his church. He's the one that leads. The Holy Spirit guides and leads you in all truth, okay? So we have to learn to be to chuck out all our traditions, chuck out your programs, trust the Lord, and let the Holy Spirit, okay, um, um, lead the, the meeting because, you know, when you'll find you do that, I'm telling you, demons just manifest, eh? We used to run, we had, um, just before the COVID, we had we hired a hall down at Southport and I think Peter Whiffen and I hired it and um, we, we, we didn't have any program there. We just... We just had Holy Ghost meetings, and I'm telling, and we taught deliverance and correction, uh, how to actually um, have a correct foundation in the new covenant in Christ. And people just used to walk in there and just manifest. You can talk to anyone; they, we, we, deliverance just used to start straight away. It was like people would be frothing on the floor, you know, and that was normal. And I'll tell you another thing, it was no time restriction as how long you had to preach. It was uh, according to the spirit. And I'm telling you, it would be 2 o'clock in the morning and people didn't want to leave, all right? They were there. They, they, we just, you know, I have to, at 2 in the morning, I'm going, oh, man, I've got to preach t- tomorrow. I've got to. So, you know, um, it was incredible. Um, so don't get deceived by religion, churchianity, and the traditions of men. Um, yeah, there's a lot I can say on that. I preach a lot on um, religious spirits and overcoming um, false doctrine, the leaven, all that stuff, and they're all demons behind it all. Okay, spiritually, you are perfect before God instantly when you first got saved. Demons, Satan cannot inhabit the born-again spirit. The mind is the battlefield. Deliverance takes place in your flesh and soul as you learn to walk by the spirit with the mind of Christ, the new mind, okay? not the old carnal mind, which is an enemy. It's the new renewed mind, which is a process through the washing of the word, okay, in obedience. Now, the soul is what is being transformed i.e. sanctification, salvation, and that's Romans 12, 1 and 2. When you get saved, it is just the beginning of walking out your salvation, becoming Christ-like. Holiness is a process. Okay, that's Philippians 2, 12 and Philippians 3, 12, 16. Um, yeah, look, there's a lot here. I, I don't want to bomb people too much. I've still got uh, more to go on this one. Um, hang on a minute. I'm just going to go Philippians 2. We'll just have a look at this one here. Give us a moment. We'll just look at that. Philippians 2, verse 12. Okay, Philippians 2.12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation 
with fear and trembling. In 3, 12 and 16, it says here, um, all right, uh, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me, reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Okay. So there, yeah, there's, um, there we've got to understand that the soul, the mind, and the emotion and the will have to be transformed through the renewing of the washing of the word. Your spirit is perfect. It's, it's sealed. Um, you are seated spiritually in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Okay. Satan is under your feet. That gives you the authority to trample on him, or trample upon serpents and scorpions. Uh, in that process, by being obedient to the spirit of God, by being led by him, all right, by his word, his unleavened word, your mind is being renewed daily, okay? And you're, as a consequence of your mind being renewed, uh, your will, all right, is aligned, okay, with the spirit of God and your emotions um, are bearing also the fruit of the spirit, okay, which um, we, we all know it's just Galatians 5. Um, so, hey, look, when you understand all of this stuff, the gospel makes perfect sense. You're not no longer wrestling with the scriptures, you know. I find a lot of these um, apologetics, you know, I hear apologetics where you've got the continuists and the cessationists going at each other, and quite often neither of them have got it. I'm looking at it going, well, yeah, I believe what the continuists say, but then the cessationists, yeah, well, I mean, you can just see that, man, you can almost see the demons manifesting in them. They, they, the evil heart, but you just can't see the the um, the, the spirit of God. But you, you, you watch the, the guys that are led by the spirit, but quite often they just miss, uh, they miss the understanding of the word of God. You know, they haven't armed themselves with the correct scriptures that can um, completely deflate and... Um, uh, slay the, the the false doctrines that these people have made idols out of. And that's what they've done. They made idols out of the word of God, um, which a false word of God, um, which is the leaven, leavened word of God, because that's Satan's job. Satan brings leaven. You know, you're seeing, I'll give you an example. If you're an alcoholic and you're, you know, you're addicted to alcohol, you're literally sitting at a table of um uh, addictive demon, uh, demons of addiction, and you're drinking from their cup, okay? Um, that's what they're doing. They're feeding you leaven, which is thoughts, um, all different kinds of thoughts which are contrary and um, against the word of, word of the Lord, which is the unleavened word, amen? So, um, um, all right, how are we going for time there, Shannon? I'm on your time, my brother, and um, we will... How long, much longer we got? Uh, I'm on your time. Totally up to you. And at any point you want to stop, you can mark your place, and on the next program uh, we'll come back and do more episodes. But you've got all the time that yeah. uh, is available for you today. Back to you. Okay, thanks, thanks, brother. Okay, so, um, all right. So it's very important to understand that the body, the soul, and the spirit are a... Uh, an allegory 
and a type and shadow of the temple. Um, you know, there, there, there's such huge revelations with the temple. You know, when you know when we when they enter in, you know, the the altar of sacrifice. You know, the the burning of the flesh. You know, the flesh needs to be consumed by the fire of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, and that burdens the demons out. Man, I get so anointed saying that. It just burns them out. It sanctifies the flesh. It's the Holy Spirit that does it, not not the law. Okay, the law is Christ. Jesus is the law. He is our law. Okay, and the law is love. Okay, so Jesus has fulfilled the law for us, and He's come, all right, to set us free from the flesh, the power of the flesh. Because you know, when we read, you know, Romans. Um, <laughs> Romans 7, we know that, um, you know, the law was holy and good, but it was never able to change anyone because of the weakness of the flesh, eh? The weakness of the flesh. God's answer to the flesh um, had to be the cross, you know. So, you know, understanding this this um, process of salvation, it's all God's plan of, you know, redemption for us through um through through the Holy Spirit, which is the, the fire of God. You know, you've heard of people being on the threshing floor. You know, when God really gets hold of you and uh, anoints you, he uh, literally breaks you and you have to be broken. God has to break us all, you know, because um, you can't enter in otherwise. Um, it's removing that evil heart of unbelief. And that's uh, tied in with Hebrews 4, entering into that promised land. You know, we're, we're resting from our works. And we're abiding in his works. And that's a big, big revelation. By, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You know, the gospel is so simple, so simple. We need help to misunderstand it. And it's not the Holy Spirit, it's religion, and it's the enemy. The enemy is behind religion, churchianity. Yeah. Um, I've learned so much through deliverance. I've learned so much of how the enemy operates. Um, God showed me so many things. Um, about how the enemy um, operate. Uh, it says here in Rome, uh, Hebrews 3, uh, verse 12, Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exalt one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you, any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. But we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. Okay, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart, as in the rebellion. Um, you know, um, and it goes on, 
it tells you how they, this is prophetic. This is a prophetic picture. It's what the Bible calls an allegory, okay? Uh, Hebrews 4. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which you heard did not profit them. The word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For he who has been delivered, sorry, for, for, for we who have believed do enter that rest. Okay. All right, so I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest, although their works were finished, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Okay, it's very important to understand that in order for us, okay, to enter his rest, we have to, all right, purge out of ourselves that leaven, all right, and that leaven will hold you captive. All right, and that leaven is um, attributed to um, demons, all right? It's the work of the enemy, okay? And um, there's, uh, there's only one answer to it, and it's uh, faith. You see, faith. So if you've got unbelief, all right, you don't have faith, Okay, because you've got you've got belief, but not faith. Faith is given as a gift. Okay, it's a gift. Everything we have is a gift from God. Everything. That's why when we truly um, when we truly are broken, okay, God gives us okay understanding, and we come to Him as little children. Then we have that faith that we simply believe the word and we're not deceived by false teachers, false prophets, false apostles, which the Lord has graciously given me the opportunity to cast out of so many people, false religion, all those spirits connected, okay, with false prophecy, false, false gifts, a whole lot. Um, we've seen big movements in the church. I saw in the 90s the Kundalini sweep through the church, churches, and you know something? The church, the mainstream church embraced it. You know why? Because they were deceived, because they had scales over their eyes and they couldn't see, because they denied through unbelief one of the very important gifts called the discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits is one of the gifts. And you know what? Satan doesn't want you to have that gift because if you've got that gift, then he's exposed. And Satan is a is a spirit. He's a, in the kingdom of darkness, and that's where he likes to hide. And he keeps those people that are deceived in that darkness. And we've got to come out, come out and be separate. You know, that's what the called out ones is all about. It's about coming out of uh, the world, coming out of what is the world. The world's run by the ruler of the world, Satan himself. 
So we need to come out and be separate and um, be obedient and learn and and literally um, come under, all right, um, correct teaching, all right, because if the one thing I can really press upon is what the Lord showed me. He showed me with the Kundalini spirit regarding that. There was a prophet and he was teaching in a home church I was at, and he couldn't, he didn't do deliverance, this guy. In fact, he, he said to me, oh, you're welcome to it. And I thought, well, that's not the right thing to say. It says that these signs will follow those that believe. And I thought, well, you know, um, and uh, he couldn't want, somebody asked him about, you know, that scripture that said, many shall come to me in that day and say, Lord, Lord, do we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name, but I never knew you. He couldn't answer it properly. And I went on the way home, I asked the Lord about that. And uh, he showed me in a dream, he gave me an amazing dream about it all and he showed me um, counterfeit anointing showed me counterfeit blood and he showed me lying deceiving spirits and a, a lot of the false spirits were like frogs especially the prophetic ones um, colorful frogs in this slimy counterfeit blood that the people were literally drenched in and um it was all tied in with the Kundalini movement, you know, which we did. I've done a lot of deliverance with, and you know, encountered all those most of those demons that behind that whole movement, um, the Hindu Eastern religion spirits. And um, I said to the Lord when He showed me all this, I said, "How did it? How did it? How did it happen? Like, how did these get in? How did it? How did these people get to this?" And He said to me, "Turn around," and I turned around. And there was the leadership, okay, laughing, okay. They were laughing. And they had blood on their hands. They were holding their hands up and they had blood on their hands. And um, um, this is what happens um, with uh, these false teachers. You can particularly see that with uh, that laughing, mocking spirit that manifests in a lot of them with the python spirit, which all tied in with kundalini. Um, you know, there's a true joy of the Lord, but then there's a satanic, um, um, a, a, a counterfeit, a satanic counterfeit, yeah. So anyway, that's just a bit of a side note there, praise God. Um, but I think I'll just end it there, Shannon, and we'll continue with this. Uh, uh, deliverance is the children's bread teaching. <laughs> Because I don't want to just, look, you just, you just get literally just well, saturated with all this. Amen. We'll call this part one. And uh, before Amen. we close, I want you to pray for people out there tuning in. Let me say, this is like getting Christmas early. Uh, I've loved you from the very beginning, Brother Peter, and we've worked with each other since early 2010, in the early days of uh, Omega Man Radio. And folks, uh, uh, it is a real honor to have Brother Peter. He's on the front lines for Jesus doing worldwide deliverance and training. And you're going to hear more of him right here on this broadcast. Also, uh, I want you, Peter, to tell people how they can make contact with your ministry, tune in, and also how they can support your work over there. And then close in prayer. Amen. Thanks, Shannon. Yeah, no, it's been a blessing, mate. And, uh, yeah, those uh, those early days were Awesome. Uh, I learned a lot, um, you know, a lot 
through those 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 ministry days. They were, they were incredible. Um, so yeah, my contact details details is I have a website uh, and it's deliveranceministry.com.au. Um, everything's on there, but you know the Facebook page is Keys to the Kingdom, which is on the deliverance on the uh, um, website as well. That's there as well. All the info's there, but the Facebook page is yeah, Keys to the Kingdom. And um, yeah, Lord, we just um, we just pray for people, Lord. I just pray, Father God, that uh, you, I. I just pray, Lord, that you open the eyes of our understanding, Lord, that you open open people's eyes that they can see clearly, Lord. As you said, we overcome Satan by the word of our testimony and uh, we love not the truth unto death. And, um, Lord, I just pray that you would give the people eye salve that they may see and gold refined in the fire, and give them white garments, Lord, to hide. Give us all white garments, Lord, to hide the shame of our nakedness, Lord, that we can see, Lord, because without you, Lord, your word says we can do nothing. But through you, Lord, we can do all things. And, Lord, help us, Lord, to discern evil and discern false teaching and hold fast to you, Lord. You are the unleavened bread. You are the truth and you have brought deliverance in every area, mind, spirit, soul and body. And Lord, we thank you, Father God, for the teaching today. We thank you for the anointing, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the anointing which guides and leads us in all truth. And we, I pray, Father God, that um, you get the glory out of all of this, Lord, because um, Without you, we can do nothing. And, Lord, the glory is all yours, and it's your ministry, Lord, not mine. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, Lord, for the love of the truth. Amen. Amen. We'll call this uh, deliverance. Is the children? Uh, call it, uh, yeah, the children, yeah. Uh, the children, deliverance is the children's bread, part one. All right. And, Brother Peter, how do people make contact again with your ministry? Uh, through the website. The email's there. Um, what is that website? And, uh, uh, deliveranceministry.com.au. Hey, that's so what it is, the Australian.com.au. So if you remember Deliverance Ministry and then the .com.au at the end is the Australian um URL, okay? Fantastic. Brother Peter, I'm booking for October right now. At your convenience, check your schedule, find me some dates, and let's get you back on and keep this thing going. Yeah, looking forward to it, Shannon. It's a real blessing to be back, mate. Yes, sir. Um, Yeah, a lot lot has uh, happened since I was last on. And, uh, yeah, I give God all the glory for that. And thank you, Shannon, for your your perseverance too, obedience to the Lord. And uh, Linda was showing me last night that you hold the record or something for the most podcasts or something like that. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, um, I got an email one day from Adam Curry, the podfather, who's um, probably known for starting the whole phenomenon 20 years ago. And he said, uh, 
congratulations for setting the world's record on most episodes. <laughs> well, let me just say this. I give that record to the Lord Jesus Christ because I wouldn't have made it past 25 without his help and all of you out there who supported the program over the years. So we're at about 10,450 shows, and uh, we'll go as far as we can before Jesus uh, taps us to go home. So praise God. Thanks. Yeah, you're a real blessing. Love you, Shannon. <laughs> Love you, too. See you in Oklahoma, man. Okay, see, see you then. God bless you. Have a great day over there. You, too. Bye.